0: Welcome to The Workforce Solution, a storytelling series by Health Carousel, designed to provide insights and solutions for the healthcare staffing industry today and tomorrow. Our next expert series topic is an incredibly relevant global issue in healthcare. This particular issue is so widespread that it's been discussed in mainstream media and has reached well beyond the healthcare community. Today, we're talking about caregiver burnout and specifically a group that can be easily overlooked, travel nurses. Earl Dalton is the chief nursing officer at Health Carousel. He's been a nurse for 25 years and has been leading Health Carousel through staffing challenges for the last five. So what is caregiver burnout and how do we identify it among our workforce and our staff?
1: So, I really think this comes in a couple of different uh, forms in the, in the literature. We talk about these things in a couple of different ways, right? So, there's uh, one is uh, out and out care, f- caregiver fatigue, uh, where, uh, where, nurse, where nurses at the bedside um, try as hard as they can, right? So, if we if we defined one shift as a 12-hour period, uh, right? Nurses work all kinds of different shifts, but if we just uh, kept it simple and work there, um, right, we could look at that a nurse over time who doesn't have enough help and support to do their job um, become so overburdened with tasks that they can't get everything done. Um, And so that leads to a couple of things. Uh, One, um, the nurse ends up on an endless treadmill where they never can seem to catch up. There's just more pain medicine and nausea medicine and getting the antibiotics uh, done and uh, all of the dressing changes and the assessments and then just sometimes holding a patient's hand and those sort of things, right? And so um, everybody needs to feel a sense of accomplishment in the work that they're doing. It doesn't matter what you're doing. That's important. Um, And there are too many nurses that go home for too long a period of time where they just can't get it all done. And so their sense of completeness, their sense that they got things done aren't there. Um, And so over time, that really can affect the the, sort of the mental status of a nurse where they just, they are fatigued. Um, They they don't feel good about the work they're doing. They don't ever have senses of accomplishment, Um, right? Just their end of their shift comes, they've got families they've got to go home and take care of. um, And they just have to. To stop, they just have to stop and lay things down um, that they felt were their tasks and um, care items to do, and um, they can't get to them. Uh, and so, all of that would sort of uh, lead to care fatigue, and um, and uh, and, I, and something I've certainly looked at over my career with nurses. Right, and so that's a sensing piece uh, where where leaders have to be out there in touch with their nurses and look for those themes in conversation, um, and uh, and really be thinking about: are, Do my nurses have a sense of fulfillment? in the work they're doing.
0: So we know that the beginning of this process starts with care fatigue. When does care fatigue turn into care burnout? And what are the implications of that transition?
1: If you leave care fatigue long enough, it will lead to burnout. Uh, really, where we're talking about that, uh, you know, sort of acute on chronic condition, right? Which is common in um, in uh, healthcare, where uh, somebody may have an underlying chronic condition, uh, but that doesn't mean they can't have something acute. Then that jumps up on top of uh, their already chronic illness, right? And so, in this case, um, care fatigue, if left unchecked, and if the patients keep piling up, uh, will lead to burnout where um, the nurse then can internalize incredibly negative behaviors uh, that they may not even be aware of um, that uh, that uh, lead to an unhealthy uh, work-life balance, and it can suddenly lead to uh, how they enrich their lives outside of their work setting uh, begins to fade. Um, and so um, as uh, care fatigue uh, runs into uh, nurse burnout, what we will see is uh, nurses use and dependence on substances, uh, whether it's alcohol or nicotine or any number of uh, things uh, that can be just uh, become incredibly unhealthy in their lives. Um, we can see them destroy personal relationships uh, where uh, where the work where uh, people outside of that work setting they just don't seem to understand and so uh, those relationships can degrade um, we can see this translate into their um, their relationships with uh, children and family members and things like that where um, you know they're a little more withdrawn and those things and um, and I, and and none of that happens um, incredibly suddenly or acute uh, so what we see is sort of the you know the slowly boiling in the water, right? So it's uh, it's not like one day the nurse flips a switch and, and, and it's an abrupt moment and they kind of realize this is happening. Uh, typically what happens is it's very slow and insidious. And so, um, you know, before the nurse uh, realizes it right on audit and looking back over periods of time, they're like, whoa, boy, have I um, drifted from my religion and I've drifted, uh, you know, from my uh, mate in life and, uh, you know, I'm not managing my kids the way I want to and those sorts of things. And um and those things can be quite their own cascade. Uh, where now a nurse feels like um, I'm in care fatigue every day at my job, uh, and I just can't seem to get ahead. Um, and that it, that uh, chronic condition has now led to uh, now I don't have fulfillment in my in my personal life. Um, and it can uh, you know it can really uh, put nurses in a in a bad place in, uh, in in mentally in terms of their mental health. Incredibly dark places.
0: Though many of us outside of healthcare are only hearing about this topic recently, nurse and caregiver burnout is nothing new. But how has this global pandemic uniquely affected burnout? Has it ever been this bad? Has it reached a new level? And if so, how has that affected nurses?
1: So I'm in my 25th year and have... Um... You know, I was a nurse through the AIDS epidemic and uh, all of those things uh, that were pretty big, heavy hitters. Um, certainly, the first version of SARS uh, that came through, which which uh, did not affect society on this side of the world and near as much as uh, as uh, the COVID nineteen viruses. But, uh, but the, in short, no. I, I I've uh, I think we can all say that we're in uh, incredibly unique times uh, in terms of what COVID has brought uh, to the forefront, right? And so, uh, nurses, um, you know, if we go back to the middle of last year. Right, so coming in the March, April, May, um, you know what what my team internally at Health Carousel was doing is we were working incredibly hard to guide practice, Um, and so uh, you know every uh, day it seemed like um, the NIH and the CDC were um, offering new guidelines, uh, right? And so um, as a healthcare community, what we were dealing with is a. can I catch this uh, by taking care of my patients? Because I'm, uh, A, no good if I'm down. B, this could affect my health and my family's health. Um, so there was lots of uncertainty there. Um, and then just sort of mounting frustration over what is the treatment guidelines? What medicines do we give? How do we care for this patient uh, top to bottom? And so uh, those were incredibly rapidly changing times, uh, which uh, were really unprecedented for a lot of the nurses in the United States. Um, I think what we saw socially, um, right, and this this would be clearly backed up in the science, right? Uh, if, if you look at uh, the perception of nurses over all health caregivers that are out there, uh, nurses are deemed the most trustworthy um, and the ones that are looking out for the patient's safety the most. And um, that should make sense because they tw- you know, they're with a the patient 24-7. And so um, I, I think a lot of uh, last year um, nurses didn't know what the right answers are, right? None of us did. Uh, but we really felt that social pressure to have the answers, right? Cause, uh, cause that's sort of, uh, we're, we're really the trusted guardians of people's health. Uh, if you really get, uh, deep into, uh, what the customer reviews are when they test this in the market. So, um, so yeah, you know, you, you want to talk about something that evolved quickly and, um, you know, I, th- I think what we've seen as we've come through 2020 and certainly into 21 is that, uh, you know, there are lots of Duke Google degrees and lots of TikTok degrees out there, et cetera, right? Where folks are getting um, uh, snippets of, of sometimes good information, but lots of missed perceptions uh, around what, what this thing is and what it does. And, um, and so that certainly has played out to be a big frustration for nursing.
0: As the industry continues to strive for solutions to this widespread issue for their permanent or full-time staff, we can't help but wonder about contingent staff. How does burnout affect them? And what can healthcare leaders do to provide support to them as well?
1: If you think about contingent staff as a lever, hospitals are pulling to help relieve a short staffing situation. Um, they uh, sometimes uh, commoditize uh, what what the contingent staff can do for them, so they see them sort of as you know a, a rental, right? As somebody who's in and out, and um, and I think at times can fail to see them um, for the human being that's behind all that, right? And so um, because uh, because these nurses are sort of uh, my staff, right? If you want to think about them that way. Uh, while uh, any one hospital is uh, using them for their talents over the period of, uh, of their contract, uh, I understand uh, that that nurse uh, may not have taken a break between assignments in. Uh, four or five 13 week periods right where they just go from one to the other to the other because um because the hospitals are so short right they are, uh, at times are incredibly aggressive about bidding uh for the nurses' um time and attention uh, because they're so short themselves right and they have no other way around it um but uh, lots of hospitals are coming back to their own permanent staff uh, and trying to be inventive around how they're using PTO and uh, how, how can they get people breaks uh, because because of the fatigue, uh, right? The, the, what COVID has left us with is, uh, is that we're at a point where people need a break and, uh, and we're trying to find ways to do that. Um, what's often overlooked in that, in fact, uh, oftentimes the contingent staff that go into hospitals are part of the execution of getting the permanent people a break. Uh, so they'll uh, bring in more, you know, I'm here quoting here, travel nurses, um, right, to offset and allow their own permanent staff to get a break. Uh, Well, no one's really thinking about uh, the fact that that staff nurse is getting people a break by going hospital to hospital, but often at their own expense, uh, right? And so, um, you know, we certainly give that a lot of attention um, internally at Health Carousel, um, all the way down to um, the uh, things like we've uh, partnered with uh, HealthStream, which is uh, maybe the premier learning management uh, system uh, in the United States, uh, certainly the Cadillac on the block. And, uh, you know, we partner with them and help, uh, you know, we've released a whole uh, nurse resiliency series where um, we have nurses go in and take uh, courses that help them identify um, some of the negative spinoffs of burnout and care fatigue uh, so that uh, they're at least aware of, uh, you know, am I using more nicotine than usual, right? Am I not getting to my religion the way I used to, right? And they can start to evaluate uh, and at least it to their attention that hey, listen, I might I might need some help here, um, because uh, what they've been doing over the past year and a half is uh, running from fire to fire, going hospitals to hospital, um, in an attempt to be helpful. Um, and uh, but in that, uh, now folks again are, are on a permanent uh, job basis are trying to find ways to get breaks, uh, but still utilizing those those travel nurses um, in that capacity, right, to help uh, be the ones that provide the breaks. So. Uh, who's taking care of them, right? And uh, and so we're trying to help uh, hospitals uh, be reminded of, hey, listen, you know, in places where you can, uh, let's try to be a little easier on those travel nurses because they as well have been on this journey, uh, and they're a critical part of care, uh, right? In lots of places who uh, who can't get their own staff, uh, where this is part of their solution, and um, and therefore they should really be thinking about those nurses as well.
0: So, what can nurse managers do besides awareness? to offer support to travel nurses who may be experiencing burnout.
1: The overall theme I think of 21 is is, uh, is is a couple of things, right? At the hospital level, it's about business recovery, uh, getting patients back and getting them the care they needed through what was a moratorium on that last year, um, and then secondarily uh, helping people recover from from COVID fatigue and burnout, right? in uh, in a larger sense, nurse burnout, right? And nurse uh, care fatigue. And so, uh, really, I think the ask is um, when you're when you're running programs at your at your hospital, uh, don't exclude the travel staff uh, right, those folks uh, need a break too, and so uh, I'm seeing all sorts of inventive things. Right there, um, there are certainly um, highly prestigious uh, awards like the Daisy Award, uh, which uh, certainly Health Cell is a, is a partner with the Daisy Foundation, and so once a quarter um, across all of our business units, so so we give out uh, four of these every single quarter. Uh, we'll go out and uh, and recognize a travel nurse uh, for their incredible uh, dedication to their job and sort of all of the uh, things that come with being a DAISY nurse, uh, which is a highly prestigious award for a nurse to win. Um, And so we'll go when when we can, when the rules allow, we'll go uh, to that hospital and uh, do a full DAISY award where the nurse is surprised uh, on their unit by their peers uh, and uh, and given the DAISY uh, statue and award and certificate. Um, And it's a very prideful moment uh, for those nurses. And so um, certainly hospital, all hospitals uh, just about have a DAISY award program. Uh, And so we would Just ask that you include our nurses um, and the care that they're, um, you know, that they're doing uh, as part of your consideration, right? If a nurse does a great act, let's recognize the nurse, Um, right? I think uh, I've seen unit managers get back to things like trying to institute uh, book clubs and feel good things where uh, the staff can come together and debrief and talk about how hard it is, right? And what their experience of care is. Um, And uh, too often, uh, the travel nurses are left out. Um, and so that doesn't serve the hospital well. It certainly doesn't serve this sector of the industry well. Um, and so we would just ask for consideration there uh, for the things that they're already doing to try to get their staff back to a healthier uh, mental model that, um, that this sector, uh, while not their nurse, right? I'm air quoting here, right? While it's not their nurse specifically, um, this nurse still needs uh, care, right? Still needs some self-care. A couple of things we're we're doing around that is uh, one uh, to make sure that we're trying to be thought leaders and doing things like we're doing now, right, to get the word out because uh, in a lot of places we'll find that uh, hospital folk just aren't it's just not on their radar, right? It's not it's just another thing or another blind spot um, in a sea of things uh, that that come at those folks, and so uh, I don't think it's about ill intention or I think it's about just uh, helping that. So we certainly are evangelizing where we can. Um, we then um, certainly do uh, we get a chance to talk to a lot of nurses uh, on assignment. And so um, in those conversations, right, my my team are uh, master prepared and board certified nurses who have led uh, large teams all over the country um, and for the work they're doing. And and so that's the internal nursing group here at Health Carousel. Uh, When they're plugged into a nurse to discuss any number of things, next assignment, uh, their experience of their current assignment, uh, feedback either they have for us or uh, maybe their management team wanted us to share with them. Uh, when we're in those conversations, we are acutely tuned into, um, you know, what, what descriptors is the nurse using about his or her practice, um, right? Are they exhibiting signs of care fatigue and burnout, um and uh, if they are we uh, we plug them in big time to our uh, resiliency uh, modules uh that we have with HealthStream uh, which is a great way for them to learn some some great ways to um to initiate self-care uh, but also to help identify uh and for them to audit and evaluate their own uh, personal lives around uh, you know just uh, how um in trouble or not in trouble they might be um and so we you know we spend a lot of time there um, this sometimes can flip into a nurse is getting tripped up in um, in terms of uh, their wellness and uh, in in home life balance and that sort of thing. Uh, and so for those things, uh, we have an employee assistance program uh, where there are great healthcare professionals that they can plug into and just help unravel um, the place that they've gotten into, uh, so that they have a better a better uh, work life uh, balance and taking better care of themselves mentally.
0: What about outside resources? what third-party programs, tools, or software are available to help organizations support their nurses.
1: A couple of places I think I would guide a nurse to uh, is, one, um, one of the ways uh, in which healthcare is set up in nursing is that there's a professional organization over each setting. So when I say that, there's a, there's an organization for critical care nurses to join. There's an organization for med surge nurses to join at, at relatively low cost uh, for a year subscription, uh, OR nurses, et cetera, right? So, so each sort of specialty and setting has its own... Uh, group, uh, professional organization that that the nurse can join. Uh, those folks have invested a lot in this this year, and that's a wonderful resource. So, I would encourage any nurse that's listening uh, to go out there and find their professional organization, uh, consider joining. Uh, they can certainly, uh, if they're nurses of ours, reach out and we'll find a way to get that done. Uh, I, and I think there's just great resources there, even just on this, the landing page uh, for a lot of those Excuse me, those organizations. Um, Secondarily, I would mention um, there's another whole layer, uh, sort of second generation um, uh, startups um, around this. And so uh, the one that comes to mind that uh, that we just recently partnered with is Operation Happy Nurse. Um, and so um, this uh, almost lives out the story that we've been uh, talking through here. Uh, there was um, essentially a, um, a nurse who was a, a, a neonatal ICU nurse, a, a NICU nurse in our in our craft, um, who just uh, was experiencing these things. Right? Didn't feel complete. Couldn't get all to all of the work. It was really affecting uh, her sort of mental um, uh, state. And so um, she went out and formed um, um, a website, and uh, and there's gathered there gatherings and things like that right pre-COVID but certainly getting back to it but the nurses can go there and um, and not only have uh, other folks to connect to who are having similar experiences um, but the, in terms of chat rooms and that sort of thing but uh, you can like uh, upload your happy playlist for the month and so nurses are sharing music and recipes and self-care uh, items uh, that sort of thing and so I'm a big believer in Operation Happy Nurse uh, maybe more so than, uh, than ever But uh, but it was started by a nurse, um, who um, who gets it because she's lived out all of those things that we've been talking about, and so uh, she's uh, captured lightning in a bottle. And uh, I'm uh, incredibly impressed and where, where she's taking uh, her work around Operation Happy Nurse.
0: As we know, this is a very big and broad issue for all of healthcare. The workforce solution is all about that. Solutions to take back to your organizations and implement immediately. So what are the big takeaways here? How do you cut through the noise to find truly effective solutions?
1: It's hard to open up your email these days if you're in uh, in my uh, business and uh, not see uh, the latest webinar, or the latest thing around burnout. Uh, and so I think that can be a little overwhelming, right? So I would say there's a lot of noise out there. Uh, my advice uh, advice to nurse leaders uh, would be to sense uh, your employees, uh, and uh, please don't forget the, the travel nurses, the contingent labor that you might have there. Uh, those f- folks are on the same journey as everybody else, um, and so uh, it really is one of those things where uh, you're not going to get answers behind an email screen. Um, it's one of those things that in the places where you have touch points, uh, really sort of just trying to think about, um, you know, your um, how your employees are doing. Um, and so for some folks uh, that might be in the management position, taking a little time to understand what burnout looks like, what are those negative behaviors, uh, what descriptors, when a nurse is talking to me, am I looking for, um, so that you can uh, help folks achieve balance and get to a better place if they're struggling. Um, and then on the nursing side, uh, right? Silence is uh, is uh, been our path, and uh, not enough of us speak up and speak out about uh, how hard it is. And so, um, you know, I would encourage them uh, to approach their leader. Uh, if uh, if you're a health carousel nurse, right, then that would come up to uh, to our clinical team uh, here internally, and uh, you know, we take that stuff incredibly seriously. But uh, but you know, if you're not a health carousel nurse, then please do find your leader and say, hey, listen, you know, I don't I don't know that I'm okay, and I need to talk about that, and what resources are available to me, right? What you don't want to do is sit on it uh, because, you know, the research is clear that sitting on it will certainly lead to continued negative behaviors and some of those can have real consequences.
0: For more information about caregiver burnout or any third-party solutions featured in this episode, links are provided in the show notes or, as always, head to healthcarousel.com. That's health, C-A-R-O-U-S-E-L.com. The Workforce Solution is a storytelling series brought to you by Health Carousel, a world-class healthcare staffing and workforce solutions company designed to improve lives and make healthcare work better.